chilliest of greetings to you, and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching! <laughs> this is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Abby, and I work for Festival Bridge as Education Programme Manager, and I used to be a primary school teacher in early years in Key Stage 1. Hi, I'm Rob, I work in Key Stage 2 in a school in Buckinghamshire near Milton Keynes. And today we are exploring learning outcomes in physical education with a spine-tingling story from Scotland. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Scottish Skeleton. That's not the title of the story, by the way, that's just the easiest way to find it. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an epic educator, as of 14th of October 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, eerily illustrated by Corky Paul, no stranger to spooky tales himself, in time for you to use for Halloween 2022. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can also order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and epic educators can and access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. In fact, I'd like to take a moment to thank everyone who's signed up to be an Epic Educator so far, because by doing so, you are also supporting this podcast so we can keep sharing these off the shelf lesson ideas every week. Right now, though, let's conclude our discussion with Abby, Rob, and Cole, Johnny, and the laddie. And I really have no idea where the physical education could be in this story. So I'm looking forward to seeing what you folks come up with. I'm saying that with tongue in cheek, of course, because <laughs> I've seen your ideas. Or I've heard your ideas already. Um, come on, who wants to go first with this one? Who wants to be first off the starting me, box? Me, me. Go for it then, Rob. I. <laughs> I'm glad you said that, if only because I really like the title for your yeah. activity. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the, the title I've got is uh, Dance Macabre, which actually links into French. Yeah. There's a, a piece of music by Camille Sanson in the uh, Carnival of the Animals album called the Dance Macabre. Mm -hmm. So I would say to my pupils, we're doing a dance topic and we're going to have a go at recreating this story as a dance routine to put together at the end right. and to retell the story in another way. So we talked about using a script to retell the story. We talked about using words from other languages or different accents and dialogues, but we could also recreate it in performing art as well. Yeah. So I would start off by kind of workshopping the whole class and saying, okay, we're going to think as if we are cold Johnny. How does he move? What does he look like? What kind of actions is he going to make as he walk around? Is he going to be light on his toes? Is he going to be like slumped? Is he going to be hunched over, Igor style? No. Like, that kind of thing. Uh, that was a visual <laughs> link there. Not many of you will get that. I'm sure everybody who uh, is listening to this could probably tell the, the shape <laughs> that you were making with that sound. <laughs> and then I would offer my children the challenge and say, okay, would you like a piece of music to go with this mm -hmm. and give them the piece of music titled Danse Macabre and say, we're going to use this to help to set our story, set the routine. 
I would go through the story in parts and talk about how we're going to do it, what different kind of movements we need, whether we need dynamic mm. movements, whether they're going to be not undynamic but less dynamic, how is our body shape going to change, are we going to do some parts with a partner, some parts solo or in groups. Yeah. If you're in the graveyard, could you do it like a, almost like a, a country dance where you've got mm. the whole class acting as the people who are in the graveyard dancing around and someone comes in to try and disrupt it and then whoever you've got playing cold johnny stops them yeah so yeah that's what i would do with this and i i wouldn't be doing festival bridge a service if i didn't weigh in with a challenge that says if possible when you're doing dance with your young people if you are not an authentic professional dancer yourself take the opportunity to get them to visit somewhere or Mm. bring someone in or get them to experience dance uh, in whatever art form because whilst you are encouraging the creativity of the young people to use their body and respond, they might not have seen how a professional dancer does that and some of the ways they do that. So I, I would always, always say if you can when you're doing dance, find some budget because the difference of the authenticity of doing dance with young people, either by getting them to see it, getting them to compose with a professional dancer as well, Mm -hmm. it completely changes the experience. I love the idea though. I think it's a really great idea, a creative idea. And I think it's because of the content as well. I think it's one that's really engaging, but you Mm. could definitely expose young people to even the kind of thing they might see on a Saturday night on Strictly in Halloween week, where everything is very animated and theatrical and and ghoulish, Hmm. but it's helping them tease that out for themselves. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's given you the opportunity to mention what Festival Bridge actually does, Abby. Oh, that would take a whole podcast in itself. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I know, but it's it's there to um, help literally bridge the gap between educators and artists, isn't it? Wow, you can say um, it really succinctly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> thanks for that it's in the title isn't it festival bridge but there are I, I know that there are a number of bridge organizations around the country so if, if you are listening to this in the uk and mm. you like the idea of what abby is talking about here get in touch with your local bridge organization i want to say that there must be a directory of the yeah it's on the arts council's website because we're all oh, okay. funded by arts council so uh, if you go on any search engine and put in Arts Council England's bridge organisations, then uh, we should pop up. Fantastic. And would you mind um, popping that in the resources section of for Epic Educators? That would be grand. And we all work in very different ways. But yes, in essence, we are helping the education sector to connect with the arts and cultural sector. Speaking of, though, what is the physical education that you thought of for ages four to seven? Well, uh, I kind of want to steal Rob's idea now and just do that with, <laughs> <laughs> with the younger. I just want to get a dancer in. That's that's really where I should have gone. But unfortunately, I looked at the national curriculum and went really quite dry. So um, <laughs> uh, I was just thinking about the requirements for running, jumping, throwing and catching and thinking that coming back to this theme of creativity that we've had for the last two weeks, saying to young people, OK, here's the PE apparatus that we've got. 
what is a gravestone and what is uh, a gate and what is going to be a skull. And they have a a bean bag that's a skull and then they have some throwing and catching and almost they design their own little circuit training mm. and then either in pairs or in small groups or as a whole class they design this circuit where they have to jump over the gravestones or they have to throw the skulls to each other and each a bit like you do on a sports day each different area has the activity and then they move around so you, mm-hmm. you do that one and then move it around. So if you've got your pumpkins you made in your D&T carousel, bring your pumpkins into the hall and you can jump over them. And, you, or you, you know, if they're little squashes, you can right. throw them. Yeah. But um, <laughs> if you didn't listen to that podcast, then you'll just have to use what equipment you've got in your hall. No, if you didn't listen to that podcast, you will have to go back and listen to ah, that podcast. Oh, that's it. That's right. <laughs> completely thank you so much for that well well, thank you both actually because we've had um uh i know i don't want to say whale of a time with this story there must be something a lot more halloween specific that i could say but rob do you want to end with a joke do you have a spooky joke for us to finish with oh here we go uh why didn't the skeleton go to the party I don't know. Oh, Why didn't the skeleton go to the you, you honestly, Are you telling me you really don't know the answer, Abby? Because that's like the most <laughs> classic Halloween joke no, ever. No, I, I am that person who laughs at cracker jokes. I really <laughs> am. No, you're going to have to give me the punchline. Okay. Okay, um, right. Um, we, I, I will let him give you the punchline so long as we get another proper wicked Halloween-y <laughs> laugh out of you that we can sample for use all over our uh, epic stories. Okay. <laughs> go on then, Rob. Share the answer. So the skeleton didn't go to the party because he had no body to go with. I think there was actually genuine mirth in there somewhere. (laughs) I think I had heard it once you said it. I think I did. I think I do know it. I'm afraid that's all we have time for in this episode, folks, and indeed this story. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at Teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favourite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world, so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable, and enjoyable all at the same time. The next week, we'll start preparing for anti-bullying week with the help of Southern USA's most famous rabbit. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and happy Halloween. So, cheerio and happy Halloween.